The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Triggynet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody is experiencing the beautiful weather that we are here in New York. It's just an absolutely gorgeous day. There's not a cloud in the sky. The weather could not be any more perfect. I mean, I sort of kind of feel like we've earned it after the winter and the spring that we had. So um, I'm in a great mood because not only is the weather beautiful, but we have a great, great guest today. We have a repeat guest. And as my listeners know, I don't do that too often. So that means I have to be pretty special. So um, my guest today is, oh wait, let's start with the business tip of the week. So I was thinking this morning, what would I like to share with you guys today? And one of the things that came to my mind was intuition. It's something that I feel that I feel like I sort of had a bit of a revelation this week where I just kind of felt like lots of times as business owners, we talk to people all the time and they say, oh, you should do this with your business. Oh, you should do that. And a lot of times it causes some confusion within our own beliefs about how we want our business to be. And I guess what I had learned was this week I just said, I am going to block everything out from everybody, everybody's suggestions, everything I've heard in the past, and I'm going to follow my own intuition and follow my gut. And I have to tell you, I am very, very pleased with the results of that. So as business owners, we're making decisions every single day. And I just wanted to add, Please do follow your intuition because I really believe we know our business better than anybody else out there. So that's my business tip of the week. With that, I cannot wait to introduce to you my guest. It's Blythe Lippman. And as some of you might know, Blythe is actually the radio host that follows my show with Baby and Toddler's Instructions, and Blythe has amazing books. She's an expert on um, Baby and Toddler's. She Anything you need to know about Baby and Toddler's, Blythe knows it. She has an, an extremely great credentials. She was a nurse in her prior life. She's also known as Mary Poppins to many, <laughs> which I would give any 
anything for Blythe to live closer to me because I could use Blythe with my own children. They need to be straightened out every now and then. And um, with that, let's just bring Blythe on air. Good morning, Blythe. Thank you so much for waking up so early and being our guest today. Oh, my goodness. I This isn't early. I was on another show at 20 minutes to 6 this morning, so I'm <laughs> wide awake now. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. You know, I wanted to say something about intuition because I talk about that all the time, too, whether it's business, whether it's parenting, whether it's anything. You're so right. I mean, one of the chapters in my book is about picking, choosing the perfect preschool or nanny, and obviously nothing's perfect, and The last line in the chapter is, if your intuition tells you that something just isn't right, even if you can't figure out what it is, pick another preschool, find another babysitter, whatever it is, especially women. I think we're kind of psychic here, and we're usually right if we listen to our intuition and, and, you know, take all that chatter out from everybody else. Not that it's not well-meaning, and sometimes they're right. No, I agree with you there, Blythe, but... I don't know. I think, especially with my Glovey's product, it's got so many different uses that I, uh, an awful lot of times I just get inundated with all people saying, oh, you should be here. Oh, you should be there. So it gets a little crazy on my end. And um, I agree with you. I think the intuition is so, so important. But all right, Blythe, we have so much to talk about here. So let's just talk a little bit. I always start my shows off giving a little history about my guests. You know, because you have credentials, I want my listeners to really, you know, I can say everything I want, but it's nice coming from you. So Blythe, tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into, how you became an author. You know, it's funny, if you ever told me I would be an author, I would have said, yeah, right. And, you know, we always say those things, but I love being an author. I love help. I've always loved helping parents. And the way my books were born, where they, I have to give credit to little Sophia, who was five and a half months old. I was running an infant room in a preschool, and mom came in the first day, and she was in her car seat. And she said, you have to help me. She's been sleeping in the car seat for five and a half months. And I said, why? And she said, because I can't get her to sleep in the crib. She cries. And honest to God, I went home that night, and I started writing, because I thought there are lots of wonderful parenting books on the market, but I couldn't find one that was easy to use it was a list that you know a list form like in the toddler book i have um take your finger out of your nose which is about toddlers and their habits that they do that are all normal but it's in a list form there's 25 30 ways to get your toddler to stop doing something how to get your baby to stop crying i did list i you can just go down the list you pick the chapter that works that you're looking for, whether it's crying, whether it's sleeping. There's nothing medical in the book. I'm not a doctor. And I wanted to have an easy book, an easy reference. And I've had parents tell me that they take the book with them wherever they go. I'm so excited that I can help them because it's the size is small enough. The first book is called Help My Baby Came Without Instructions. Now we have mm-hmm. Help My Toddler Came Without Instructions. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll have Help My Husband Came Without Instructions. <laughs> my dog. or you know, That would knows? be the best one yet, Blythe. <laughs> I think I but... have a lot of contributors on that one. <laughs> right. This sounds great, but I'm now holding the book Help My Baby came without instructions. And Blythe, what I love so much about this is I just remember being so exhausted with my first child 
coming home from the hospital not knowing what the heck I was doing. I was just not feeling great, obviously, after giving birth. And um, I just, I would have given anything to have a book like this when I was going through all that because you're so exhausted, you're so tired, but you just pick up this book and you don't have to read it. You don't have to really, you know, think. It's not like you're reading chapter books here. And all of the tips are right here. You can look it up right in the appendix and everything. I mean, even about burping, for God's sake, I didn't know anything about this stuff, Blythe. You know, it's funny, too. I wish I had my book because as much as I took care of babies since I was 11 years old, when I had my daughter, she had her days and nights mixed up sleep-wise. And that exhaustion, I mean, the number one thing I would tell new parents, when the baby, new moms especially, when the baby sleeps, take a nap. The dishes will wait. Everything yeah. in the wash will wait because when you get sleep, the world looks like a better place when we're so sleep deprived no matter what you know whether it's we're in business or whether we have new babies or you know little ones you need your sleep I know it all sounds good Blythe but I can remember <laughs> being so exhausted and my type A personality I would drag myself to the kitchen and do the dishes because I couldn't quite lay down until the dishes were done and finally when I had the house in order and the laundry going I'd lay down and I'd hear the baby cry ah, <laughs> <was> I'm hungry <laughs> that's how it works that was the end of it, but but this is great. So tell me something. So Blythe, the difference between your two books, the first one is really more, is it really geared to like the first-time parents? The first book is, is, well, you know what? It doesn't matter because I've had parents tell me that wait three years to have a second child or, you know, five years, and they want the book because they forget. Uh-huh. Things change. Yes. The equipment changes. The second book, the toddler book, is ages one to four toddler years you know or 18 months depending every baby and every toddler is different so you know it's a set you should have both of them that's what I think (laughs) I I absolutely agree so Blythe um now that we're on the subject how can somebody grab the book if they need it it's on Amazon right it's on Amazon it's on it's barnesandnoble.com it should be in the bookstores if not they can order it um, also it's the first book is on audible my toddler book just came out Mother's Day so it's not quite finished with audible.com if you like to hear books on tape you know or at the gym or whatever this second book will also be on audible so you can get it or you can go to my website babyinstructions.com and you can get it for me or you can let me know that you want one and I can lead you to the right place Oh, this is great. So, Blythe, we're going to be coming up on a break soon. But what I would love to do, when we come back from break, I would love to talk a little more about your next book, your toddler book. And then after that, I think I'm going to pick your brain on being an author, the steps it takes to being an author. And I think people think that it just comes naturally But I personally think, because I also have a book coming out real soon, is that there is, yes, I'm so excited, (laughs) but there is a method to the madness. And I would love to talk about that when we come back and see how we both might have been doing the same thing in order to accomplish Um, you know, actually having the book published. And, of course, there's so much that goes into it. It's not only writing the book, it's everything that comes in afterwards, which is, you know, getting, I'm sure, 
the website up and running and hiring the right people and support. And the most important thing is it doesn't matter how good your book is if you don't get the word out that it's actually there. Right, Blythe? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. We have a lot to talk about if you're going to write a book. And anybody can write a book. You know what? People are scared. If you have everything in order that we're going to talk about, you can do it. And it's just, I'm just so grateful that I can write books. And I'm so grateful that your book is going to come out. I can't (laughs) wait. It's going to be wonderful. You're so sweet, Blythe, I must say. I'm so lucky that I have you as a friend because you are one of the very first people that I trusted to actually read my manuscript because I poured my heart and soul into it. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing that. Well, Well, I was honored. It's great. (laughs) That's so sweet. So anyway, everybody, we are going to be back really soon. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Blythe Lippman. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for Be Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be By Design, How I Be Is Up To Me, hosts lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Blythe Lippman. And during the first segment of the show, we talked about Blythe's first book, which was Help. My baby come came without instructions. And now Blythe just came out with a brand new book, Help My Toddler Came Without Instructions. So Blythe, tell me, what made you transition into going from the baby book to the toddler book? I mean, you're a wealth of information. We know that you're an expert on the subject. But what made you really say, you know what, I like my first book, but it's time to, to write book number two? 
You know, I really want to do a series. I mean, I was kidding about how my husband came without instructions, but <laughs> not really, because I'd like to do a series uh-huh. of this kind of book because they're easy books. You know, like you said, it's easy. And I would really love to do a series. And, you know, what's the next step? After the, after the baby, then the parents go, oh, my gosh, what do I do now? My toddler won't eat any food or my toddler won't give up his binky. I don't know what to do. Or what about birthday parties? How do I keep up with everybody or do I? There's so many questions when they're toddlers um, because toddlerhood is a whole different ball game. You know, the kids want to be independent, but while they're being independent, you have to keep them sa- We always have to keep all our children safe, but they try doing things like climbing that they couldn't do before they could walk. And so I wanted to go the next step. And I have some really funny stories at the end of the book, and I have chapters on sleep and playgroups and giving up the binkies and when to send your child to preschool. You know, will this runny nose ever stop? My chapter called It's My Potty and I'll Try If I Want To on potty training. Great. I mean, so many different things that parents wanted to know. So it was just a natural because I love to write and I love helping parents. Oh, this is great. I have to tell you, Blythe, I can't wait to read the new book because um, do you have anything in there about timeouts or anything like that? You know, timeouts are tough. I do. I have a chapter on aggressive behavior and timeouts and if you're going to give your toddler a timeout, don't tell them to go to timeout. Parents will say, okay, go to timeout. You need to walk your toddler over to timeout, and you need to have them stay there just a very short time. Longer is not better when they're a toddler. Also, I have a tip in here that I have found so helpful in my years as a preschool teacher. I tell parents to make a toy timeout box. Many times your child will be playing with another child, and they're fighting over a toy or even with their sibling. Uh-huh. If you take that toy and put it in the timeout box, you're not actually timing out the child, but they realize that something goes away and you can put a timer on and give it back to them in five minutes or, you know, however you want to handle that. Because That's sometimes, a great idea. You know, the toddlers are, won't stay in timeout. They keep coming out. So depending on the age, you have to make sure it's age appropriate if you're going to try to teach them something. That's great. So what age do you think this is going to be helpful for? You think like up to five, six? Up to four. Up to four is toddler. and then Up it's to three. four. Yeah. And then we have kindergarten, and then we have adolescence, and then we have teens. So lots of books. <laughs> I can't wait, Blythe. I think it's great. I absolutely love the books. So Thank tell you. us more. What else do you want to tell us about the book? I mean, as an author, what was your favorite chapter in the book? You know, I had the most fun naming my chapters. There, The book is over 200 pages, and again, it's easy to read, but I had the most fun naming the chapters, you know, giving up my binky, bye-bye binky, or um, toddlers gone wild. What else? I promise that That's one of my so funny, funny chapters made me laugh. I promise I won't meddle. It's a chapter. It's called I Promise I Won't Meddle, and it's all about being a grandparent, how to be the best grandparents in the world. Oh, that's or, great. You know, or Mary Poppins, Are You Out There? How to Find the Perfect Nanny. Although not, nothing's perfect. I keep saying perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Close as we can get. Right. But those are great, great titles, and I love the fact that you have such a passion for everything you do, and it comes right through, everything. Oh, thank you. And 
it's even your emails. I mean, you send out incredible email blasts that are so important to help get the word out. So um, I think it's great. So oh, I love else? doing my videos. You know, I do video each week because, as you said, my show, Baby and Toddler Instructions, is next after your show. And I love making a video, and they're so silly because I put my dogs in them. And everybody loves pets, so that's a lot of fun to do. That's so funny. And I have to tell you, they it makes me want to open up your email every single time I get it. I'm like, okay, is the dog wearing a bikini this week? Because <laughs> that was definitely one of the best ones. That was funny. It is funny. My dog, thank goodness my dog let me do anything to her. That's so funny. So, all right, Blythe. So what I'd like to do is um, have you tell us anything else about the book, and then we'll move towards the whole process of really getting a book developed well the uh, the last thing i want to say about the book is buy it buy Buy it it for a gift you know it's it's funny because spring and summer there's so many babies born and you know a lot of times there's siblings i have a chapter called take that baby back how to introduce the sibling (laughs) it's it's a big transition so you know what? If you have friends that are going to have babies or they have toddlers, the books are all available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And my website is babyinstructions.com, which I post lots of things, and Facebook and Twitter. So that's what I want to say about the book. So let's talk about how we write a book. Yeah, it's such a, a funny process, isn't it, <laughs> Blythe? Because years ago I had taken um, a course Gosh, it's probably 15 years ago. And I just kind of did it to occupy myself. I always thought, I love to write. We're very similar in that regard. We get a kick out of writing to make ourselves laugh. (laughs) It's true. It's true. That's a passion. It's just like, you know, you come up with something funny and you want to make somebody laugh. And it's great. So anyway, I ended up going to the new school in Manhattan. And I'll never forget... It was such an incredible course, and the course was all about writing um, a true story, writing a story, and that's when I started. I knew that I was going to write my book um, after my husband had passed away, and I said, you know what? It's just not fair for me to keep everything I experienced to myself. As personal as the experience was, I felt like so many more people that are experiencing, you know, the loss of a loved one and grief and the whole process of, you know, being a caregiver for um, somebody dying of cancer. I just felt like, wow. I really should get this down on paper, even if it never gets published. So as I was writing, somebody had suggested that, why don't I just go and take a course? And that was actually part of my grief process. And I have to tell you, I learned such amazing things from that professor. And I guess one of the most important things that I learned, Blythe, and I'm curious to know if you kind of do the same thing, she had said that no matter what happens during your day, you should always spend one hour writing. Is that what you did? I I used to write from 6 a.m. in the morning till 9. Wow. And I'm a morning person, so that's what worked best. That was when the creative juices started flowing, and... 
the most difficult part for me, and I, I'm interested to hear if it's the same for you, was not to look at my emails, not to answer the phone, not to talk to friends, not to anything. And you know what? It was all over. And it was let me go back a little bit. I, I wrote a few cookbooks years ago called Desserts That Make Your Heart Smile. And they're oh, not in print anymore. And I remember that writing process. I did it in between my raising my children. Um, but this time, it, it was such a different experience. My first book I did uh, seven years ago, the first Help My Baby Came Without Instructions. And the toughest part was sitting there. I had to make sure that I didn't do anything and I even got to a point where I said to my friends if you call me I'm not answering the phone because we know now and I'm sure you do too if you have some work to do once you look at your emails it's all over because then you have to answer something or call somebody and also you know Josephine you still have your children that you're raising so oh, yeah. in between you know it's tough you have to be you have to be so right? tough and disciplined with yourself mm-hmm. that's really tough yeah, I agree. And um, I kind of wish my creative juices would arrive at 6 a.m. <laughs> like, <laughs> mine occurred in the middle of the night. And it was so funny. It was almost like I always had to be in like a subconscious mode. I don't know. Does that sound weird, Blythe? No, but you know, many people, many writers will tell you they, they write all night. I mean, I've heard this for years. And, you know, writers that are very famous. If you read their bios, you'll see that they write all night. Whatever works, we're all different. And that's what I used to do. I used to wake up out of a sleep, and I used to go to my computer half sleeping, and I used to type away at that computer for hours. Then I'd make my way back to bed. I would go to sleep, and next thing you know, I'd wake up in the morning, and I'd read this stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God, did I really write that? Like, who is this (laughs) writing? And it's kind of funny, but um, I can't believe it. I'm still kind of been shocked that I'm actually going to have this book coming out really soon. I have to say, you know what, I've had the privilege of looking at some of your work, and I love your voice, and it's going to be a bestseller. It's a beautiful, beautiful Aww. book, and you know, so you just don't understand. It, it makes you appreciate life, but it makes you understand life better. Your book, your words are beautiful. It's a real treasure. I can't wait to have it all come together for you. I'm so excited. Well, I have you to thank for helping me along the process, Blight. So thank you for encouraging me to really go ahead and do it. So it's just, it's a lot of fun and we're getting we're we're making progress. So all right, Blight. So we're coming up on another uh, break now. And when we come back, let's talk more about the book process. I mean, so we sit down, we write our book, then what's next? I mean, there's so many steps involved here. There's trying to hire an editor. There's trying to get the word out. You know, how important is social media at this point? So we have so much more to talk about. And um, I know a lot of my listeners have sent me emails and they were very interested in having somebody come on and discuss if they had an interest in writing a book how they would go about it so i think this is going to be great so we'll be back very shortly everyone so hang in there we have blythe Littman with us today thanks everyone 
We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. In the annals of recorded history, there has never been anything that can compare to home movies. But now, in this modern era, where do you turn for the best information? Right here. It's the Home Movie Legacy Project, hosted by Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Learn how to organize, digitize, share on social media, use as genealogy research, repurpose, or even monetize found footage. Discover ways to find films about your own family that you didn't even know existed. Or create a documentary that can use the power of home movies to deliver a message that can impact the lives of many. For more on Rhonda and the show, go to our website, homemovielegacy.com. Then be here as the journey continues with the Home Movie Legacy Project with Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Get ready for resources, tools, and support to help you build a successful business and live an awesome life. It's the Women's Business Success Show with your host, founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each show will feature a special guest interview. Tara will bring you highly successful entrepreneurs sharing their stories of success. You'll hear about the challenges they faced along their journey together with the advice they have to help you achieve more. You'll also hear from various personal and business development experts sharing tips, solutions, and strategies that you can easily implement into your business and life for amazing results. For more on Tara and her show, check out her website, aofwe.com. Then join us for the Women's Business Success Show with your host, the founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Blythe Lippman with me. And Blythe and I were just discussing the process of bringing a book to the marketplace. And um, we were talking about all the different ways that you might consider writing a book even for yourself. So, Blythe, I know you had mentioned earlier, it's kind of funny, you know, when you had said um, anybody can write a book, I always think of Oprah, how Oprah used to always say everybody has a story. And I think the two go hand in hand because if everybody has a story, as long as you are truly sincere when you are writing, I think it appeals to somebody out there. It absolutely appeals to somebody. We were talking, you know, we were talking during the break about the writing voice. What's your voice? I mean, when I write, I use my voice the way I speak. Mm-hmm. My writing is the way I'm talking to you. But if, you, if you're going to um, somebody that writes a historical novel, their voice is different because they put history into it. You know, we're all different. But I find it easier to write the way I speak. And it seems like you do, too. Is that, did you find the same thing? Absolutely, Blythe. I feel the same exact way. I See, my book is, and I should mention the name of the book. The name of the book is From the Heart of 
the rocket ship, a story about love and cancer, because I realize I never told my uh, listeners the name of the book. But what I wanted my book to be, Blythe, was almost like a companion book that for anybody that was experiencing their loved one and watching them die, I wanted them to hold on to my book to make them realize that you're not by yourself. At one point in my life, I was there too, and I wanted them to have hope to see that, yes, as much as you have that hole in your heart, life does carry on. And that was a whole kind of purpose of me writing the book. So it was more like a companion book as well. Does that make sense, Blythe? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I'm just curious, did... Did you ever think about writing when you're in the process? Did you journal when your husband was ill? I I made bits. I made notes. I did. I bought two journals, and I said I was going to write every night, but that wasn't realistic. There was so much going on, you know, just taking care of him alone. So I would write down sentences that would trigger my memory. And I would be able to go back to them. And I'd put dates. And I was very good about saving, like, I would save a receipt to the diner. And on the back of the receipt, I would just put something on it that would remind me of an incident at the diner. And that helped me a lot, Blythe, because I would just put everything into an envelope. And I said, one day I might want to go back to it. And I did. Then, of course, I had all the medical bills. That was a nightmare for me. Um, and I was able to go back to every medical bill and I could remember every visit to every, you know, doctor and every hospital stay I went to. So I had a lot of stuff that I was able to go back to, but the whole experience, I mean, it's now 17, almost 17 years later. It's funny. I could just make myself go back in time. I kind of put myself in this trance and I just really close my eyes and just kind of start thinking back and it all flows back as if it were yesterday. So that's how I kind of started the whole process. But it's so important to just sit down at that computer and just type away without worrying about any grammatical errors, without worrying about placement or anything. Just get it down on paper. So exactly. That's how, that's how I did it, Blythe. But how did you handle your chapters? You know, I, I did one chapter at a time. I'm very type A personality organized, <laughs> too. And I had to do one chapter at a time, although I had little pieces of paper, too. I didn't have receipts, but I had little pieces of paper because if I heard something on the news or if I read something in the paper, I would think, you know, I really need to research that because it may be great to put in my book. But I couldn't go back and forth. I did a chapter. What I did first, so if you're going to write a book, this is what I did first that helped me. I sat uh-huh. down and I wrote down all the chapters and everything I wanted to talk about. Good. And, you know, I changed it a few times, but that was how I organized myself to begin with, and I go from beginning to end. I can't jump all over. Also, um, when I first started doing this, I had my little rituals. I came in my office. I had a candle that I really loved. It smelled like chocolate. I love chocolate. Uh-huh. And I would light my candle, and it smelled really good in the office, and I would sit, and I would, I would write, and... You know, my book, research-wise, there's so many parenting books out there that I did a lot of research, and I decided 
what I thought was good, what I thought didn't belong in the book. But then you talk about just putting down the words. Then let's talk the next step. We need an editor. Right. And my editor, Paul Howie, who I, is now your editor, yeah. is just fabulous. And what amazed me with my first book, my Help My Baby Came Without Instructions, I didn't know if it was good. I mean, you were such critics for ourselves. I didn't know if it was good, bad. Of course, I said, you know what, this isn't, this is okay. It looks right. good. And he made those words flow like music. I thought, you know, you just change a word or two in a sentence and it's the same meaning, but it's just easier to read. And this was seven years ago. So, yeah, I am so. I'm so excited. I'm jumping out of my skin playing. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. I think that that's great. So it's kind of funny, Blythe. We worked on our books in a very similar manner. I actually went to Staples and bought a huge binder. And I bought those little inserts for each chapter. It, I guess it was numbered from like 1 to 20. And then what I did was I started in the big, big picture. And I just said to myself, okay, I know I want the book to be broken down into a certain number of parts. And then once I had the categories broken down, that's when I started to write the heading chapters. And I'm like you. I I had a lot of fun with the heading chapters. And once I did the heading chapters, then I was able to jump around a little. So that helped That helped me get along the process, but I'll tell you, hiring an editor, in my opinion, helps you really make it become a reality. That's how I really feel. Did you agree, Clyde? I I definitely agree, because I remember getting my first chapter back going, this is really a book. I'm really (laughs) going to do this, you know, because you sort of look at it and you go, nobody's going to really want to read this, and it's funny, that's what hit me. Yeah, I have to tell you, it hit me just today when I got the cover of the book and I got I got a little teary-eyed. I said, oh my gosh, for all the people that encouraged me to go ahead and dust this book off because it was written so long ago, just dust it off, fix it up and get it out there because it'll help a lot of people. I saw that book, the book cover, and I was like, oh my gosh, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, wow, I felt good because I can't wait to help a lot of people out there. It was a beautiful cover. I can't wait. I'm so excited, Blythe. Thank you. But so, Blythe, tell me about the book cover. How did you go about the book cover? Well, the cover on my first book is a picture of my daughter. I don't think oh, you have that kidding. book. I, I don't know if you that. have that book. It's I'm the holding pink, it. It's the pink book. Yes. And, you know, that every baby has that lip. If you see the picture, they have that lip yes. right before they cry. So I wanted <laughs> to put, I wanted a cover that didn't look like everybody else's cover because when you do a book, you know, there's so many wonderful books out there, but you want to stand apart because if somebody doesn't pick up the book, then there's no, there's not a chance they're going to buy it because they don't even look at it. So I wanted a cover that was going to hit somebody. And people have said to me, I've been on TV, and the first question is, who is this ugly baby? And I say, oh, that's terrible. Oh, it's the lip. And I put my son's picture on the back. He has a colander on his head. I wanted 
I want it different because you want to have somebody pick up the book and see what's in it. So that's how my cover came about. But that leads me to something else. When you do a book, you have to decide whether you want to self-publish, whether you want to put it on the Internet, whether you want a publisher. And I self-published my first couple of books, which is why the cover is like that. I I love the other covers, but there's a big difference. I love this. When you self-publish, unless... You can hire some people to help you do some of it. I found for me it was impossible to do everything because you're the shipping department, you're the marketing department, you know, you're the PR department. You want to go on a book tour. I did a book tour with my first book. It was so much fun. I had a great time. I was all over the country, but it costs money. And, sure. and you know, you want it. It's a business. And while we all want to help people, you also want to make sure that you're going to make it you're going to make money from it because it's your business and we have our business so we can pay our bills and hopefully we love our businesses. So deciding whether to self-publish and there's no right or wrong. I mean, you can always change. A publisher does all kinds of things for you, but sometimes you have to give up things like if you don't want to cover that they want to give you or, you know, with the writing. But then again, they'll help you market somewhat but they'll also do the shipping they'll also set things up you know on amazon there's pros and cons and there's no right or wrong it's what you're comfortable with right well i have to tell you i think i'm going to start with well i'll probably do both blythe i'll probably do an ebook and self-publish it and then if it gets picked up by a publisher then so be it do a lot of people do that blythe you know a lot of people do it because you, you don't want to give up control. You know, it's your book, and you want to keep everything in there. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's the other great piece about it. If you do wonderful with your book self-publishing, a publisher will pick you up. And you can write to publishers and send them letters and send them books and say, here's my book. I'd love to use you as a publisher. And they will reprint it. So, again, there's no right or wrong. And I did the same thing with the self-publishing because I wanted to start small. And I really, for me, I didn't really know what I was doing publisher-wise. And I used a local printer and I know we're going to have a break in a few minutes but I think I would love to tell you about about the money piece of it if you do self-publish because because there's a bit of a money a money issue when you self-publish that people don't know so I'd love to talk to you about that when we come back from our break I feel like I'm running my own show sorry no 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 (laughs) that's fine that's what happens when you have radio hosts as guests Blythe but you're doing fine so all right so that's what we'll talk about money and self-publishing when we get back and um, of course we'll wrap up with some business tips too how's that Blythe (laughs) perfect (laughs) we'll be right back everyone We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political, too nice to be real, tame even though you really want to be unleashed, like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host. 
host, Jen Duchenne. La Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of La Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A, your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. Um, we're on our last segment of Paying It Forward this week. I've had a wonderful, wonderful time interviewing Blythe Littman, who once again is the radio host right after me at 11 o'clock. Her show is called Baby and Toddler Instructions. If you haven't listened to Blythe's show, she does an amazing job. She has amazing guests, so you can just right on after the show, and Blythe is going to be live again. So, okay, let's see. So, Blythe, we started to talk about money and self-publishing. I know you wanted to mention, how much money are we talking about if somebody decides to self-publish? You know, it depends. This is what I learned. If you're going to self-publish, and not an e-book, but a, a book in your hand, you have to pick out the paper. There's all different weights of paper, and price goes by weight. You have to decide if your cover is going to be cardboard and what the weight of the cardboard is going to be. The biggest thing is how many are you going to print. The more you print, obviously, the less it is. So what goes into that, I I think, um, you know, you can print, it depends on the number of pages. You can print like 2,500 books for $5,000. But let's go to the next step, and I'm not good at math. If How many books do you have to sell to get, let's just use $5,000 for the heck of it. Right. I mean, I'm just making this up. But Right, right. How many books do you have to sell to get your $5,000 back, and how much is your time worth? We always, especially as women entrepreneurs and authors, we forget how much our time is worth. You know, you could put in eight hours a day writing your book. How much is it worth to you? You want to make something. If you use a publisher, I have an agent, I have a publisher. The agent gets a piece of it, the publisher gets a piece of it, and what's appropriate price-wise? I mean, if you're going to charge 
$20 for a book, how much are each of these people going to get? If you're doing it yourself, how much are you going to put aside for shipping costs? Because when people order your book, if it's not an ebook, you know, how much is it going to cost to ship? And again, let's talk about shipping a minute. Book rate is less than regular shipping. However, sometimes it takes a really long time to ship a book to somebody for the post office to send the book. And, you know, we all want immediate gratification. Sure. So, sure. You know, there's there's a lot of steps that you don't know. And marketing, this is what blew me away. I thought the book was hard to write when I thought, you know, I'm never going to be able to do this. But marketing takes a lot of time because, as you said at the beginning of the show, what's the point of having a book if nobody knows it's there? Absolutely. And you know what's kind of funny? I feel like I have a little bit of experience already because I'm sure bringing a book to the marketplace is very similar to bringing a product to the marketplace. So everything set into place for Glovies, I'm actually doing the same for the book. So I think you're right, Blythe. It's important to get foundation set and to move forward and to get marketing before the book is really even already finished. So, what do you think, Blythe? Anything else we want to say about money and self-publishing? You know, I have to say with the book, and I didn't understand this for in the beginning, your book is your calling card. So, think about what you actually want to do with your book. Do you want do you want you to do speaking events? Do you want to do a book tour do you want to be on today's show we should all be on the today show do you want you know what do you want to do to market the book and where is your money best spent because you can sit with the book um you know you can sit with the book but you have to somehow market the book do you want to hire a publicist i just i have a wonderful publicist you know Mm -hmm. we're so lucky in this day and age because it's there's so many radio shows. There's, you know, like our shows, Internet. There's syndicated shows. Do you want to be in print magazines? Um, there's so many ways to market. So it's good to have a business plan no matter what. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Good idea to have a business plan for getting your book to the marketplace. Okay, that sounds perfect. So um, I just want to see if I have any more questions about self-publishing. Um, tell me your experience about Amazon. Are you happy with Amazon, Blythe? You know, Amazon, I'm very happy with Amazon. Amazon makes it easy for people that are self-published. They make it easy. Their departments are wonderful. Their help is wonderful. Their support, I can't say enough because when you first do this, you're not sure how to do it. And I love when you go on Amazon you they put a portion of the book they make that easy they have a department that actually you know it says look inside the book also Mm -hmm. by the way i do want to say this if anybody would like to go on amazon and go to baby and toddler instructions or type my name in a little bit of marketing here and put a review of my book and you can also you can also go to itunes go to itunes and you can go to paying it forward under podcast, or you can go to Baby and Toddler Instructions. You can also review our shows. Yeah, that's a great idea, Blythe. I, I never really tell my listeners that, and it probably would help readings a lot. All right, so that sounds good. So, Blythe, let's move on to our business tips. We always wrap up our show, as you know, with five great business tips. Let's go with your first business tip. 
Don't be afraid to get out there. What do you mean by that? Don't think that people are going to come find you. They're not going to come find you. You have to go after what you want. And you know what? Be proud of whatever your work is. Go to the newspaper. For, for instance, my with my toddler book, I called my local newspapers and I said, I said, you know what? You did something on my first book. I would love to have you do a piece on my second book. And many times the newspapers will send a photographer out. They'll do a whole piece on you. I called TV stations myself. This is really funny. You'll laugh. Maybe I shouldn't admit this, but I will. Um, <laughs> when I had my very first book seven years ago, I called one of the TV stations and I said, I just read the greatest book. You should really have this author on your show. And I didn't tell him it was me. Oh, that's so funny, Blythe. And I got on the show and it was really funny. I wanted to see. I mean, I'm very honest, but I didn't know what to do. And I ended up telling them that it was me that called because I thought it was was such a funny story. No, I I told the anchor. It was such a funny story. But don't be afraid. I mean, call newspapers, the print, the magazine. You'll get lots of rejections. You have to have thick skin. You know what? Everybody's different. I send out tons of letters all the time to do articles. Some magazines want them, some don't. So that's my first thing. Get yourself out there and use your connections. If you have connections, if you have somebody that works for the paper or or you know, or online or whatever it is, use your connections. Ask them if they'll help you. Don't don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, that's important. And you know what? Funny that you should say, use your connections. I remember taking that course, and that was one thing that the professor had said. Take out a piece of paper and get a big sheet of paper and start writing down all the people that you would consider trying to get your book. Anybody that could actually help your book in any way, shape, or form. So get your networking set up before, during, and after the book is written. So I thought that was important, too. So that's a great tip. So number two, call the newspaper or the TV. I think we touched on that. What do you think, Blythe? Did you want to expand on that? Oh, just to, to, you know what? Be proud. Call them. You, can, you don't have to use a fake person, but you can. But make sure you tell them. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. All right, number three was great. Your own horn. So important, and we never do that. Can you can you repeat what you said? Because I think your connection's a little spotty, and I didn't hear tip three. Did I lose? Yeah. Okay. You're back. Come back. Oh, that's weird. I don't know what's wrong with the headset today. Sorry, guys. Okay, number three. Toot your own horn. Uh huh. Absolutely, toot your own horn. You know we. Uh, as women, sometimes we want people to just find us, but they don't. Again, it's the same thing. Don't be afraid to toot your own horn. Be proud that you're an author. Your work is good. Be so proud. Yeah, it's so funny, Blythe. And we talked about this earlier, how we just don't give ourselves enough credit. And I am a firm believer. I know that when I had the concept of writing my book, I said, I don't care if I spend years writing it. If I, if one person can learn something from my book, it would be well worth the time I did. So I think that's great. So let's talk about tip number four, organization. 
It's what so made important. you say organization, Blythe? It's so important because you don't get things done. Pick a day that you're going to do all your social media. Pick a day that you're going to do all your phone calls to try to get in newspaper, TV. If you organize it, and I have even done, gone as far as to organize in time increments. I will set my phone for two hours and say, okay, I'm going to spend the next two hours doing social media marketing my book. Or I'm going to spend the next two hours, whatever it is. If you're all over the place and you do a little here and a little there, and then you're not really sure what you've done, and you go, oh, wait, I forgot to do that, it makes it so much easier if you can stay organized. Yeah, I think you're so right. I love the binder that I had used because it's now 17 years later, and Blythe, I still have the same binder. That's great. So I think, I think you're right. It is important to be organized. Okay, so, and then you did mention a little bit about social media. Blythe, how important social media is. The more and more we learn about it, the more I realize that social media is just taking us to the next level. It really is, and it wasn't there when I did my first book, but where's the first place we go when we want to know something? We go online. We go to Facebook. We go, you know, we go to Twitter, whatever it is. That's how it works. Social media is so important. So make a social media day for yourself or a social media two hours to market your project. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. So, Blythe, one more time. Tell my guests how they can get in touch with you. You can go to my website, babyinstructions.com. You can go to Facebook at Baby Instructions, Twitter. I love getting questions, comments, whatever, and I post pictures all the time. You can buy my books at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Help My Baby Came Without Instructions is also in Spanish and Chinese. And the toddler book is now available, so I'm so excited. And thank you for having (laughs) me on your show. So much fun. Well, Blythe, you were an amazing guest. Everyone from Paying It Forward, Blythe's information is also on the TogiNet website in case you need to see it. Have a wonderful, productive week. And Blythe, thanks again for being a great guest on Paying It Forward. Oh, my pleasure. Have a great day. Thanks, Blythe. See you next week, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on TogiNet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons,